Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Now, most uh, journalists, pundits, reporters are not framing the FBI Trump situation properly. This is Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. That's what this is. And it's a cage match. And one of those men are going to lose badly. So, President Biden did not have to allow, and that's the proper word, the Justice Department and the FBI to raid Ma-a-Lago. He didn't have to do it. Could have said, do it another way. And, of course, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, would have listened to him. But Biden didn't. I don't know why. I don't know if he knew about it. I don't care. By allowing the raid worldwide exposition, he basically said, we're attacking, and that is the proper word, a former president of the United States. Game on, as the cliche goes. Now, Trump himself was caught by surprise. I know that. He was given a few hours heads up it was going to happen, but he didn't know with any kind of certainty that the FBI was going to raise his pad, raid his pad in Palm Beach. He did not know that until a few hours before it happened. So now Trump is uh, in discussions with his so-called advisors and attorneys about how to handle this. Number one, does he have any legal risk? I don't know. Don't know what he has. No one does. All right. And number two, if he does not have any legal risk as Russian collusion, remember Trump pounded. I didn't do anything there. And he was right. If Trump does not have any legal risk here, then he uses this to destroy Biden and the Democratic Party. That's what's going to happen. It's an either or. Now, the Talking Points memo is basically an update on this cage match. So the Department of Justice says now it is not going to release the affidavit that led to the raid. Let me explain this so Everyone understands it because I'm getting thousands of pieces of mail and people do not understand. Here we go. A warrant is a request to search usually a home, a car, a person. That request has to be signed by a federal judge or magistrate. The judge will only sign the warrant if there is a sworn affidavit of accusation. Somebody tells law enforcement, so-and-so has 10 tons of cocaine in his basement. I saw it. Here's my name. I swear it happened. FBI raids and looks for the 10 tons of cocaine. We got it? Two portions of that. There's the warrant which allows the FBI to go in. There's the affidavit, which tells the judge yes or no to sign the warrant. We all have it. The DOJ has released the warrant, but it's nothing. It's basically, hey, we're going to go raid looking for documents that may be classified, that we believe are in Trump's home. Okay, But the affidavit, the person who made the accusation that Trump took illegally took classified documents out of White House. They're not going to put that out. We don't know what happened. Okay, 
So today there was another statement by the Justice Department. Put it on up. Quote, if disclosed, the affidavit would serve as a roadmap to the government's ongoing investigation, providing specific details about its direction and likely course in a manner that is highly likely to compromise future investigative staffs, unquote. So we're not going to tell you who's accusing Trump. Legally, they can do that. Here's Trump's response. Quote, there is no way to justify the unannounced raid of Mar-a-Lago, the home of the 45th president of the United States, who got more votes by far than any other sitting president in the history of our country. By a very large number of gun-toting FBI agents and the Department of Justice, But in the interest of transparency, I call for the immediate release of the completely unredacted affidavit pertaining to this horrible and shocking break-in. Also, the judge on this case should recuse, unquote. So Trump and his people want to know who's accusing him. Right? Wouldn't you? Now, under the Constitution, if some formal charges are filed against Trump or you or me or anybody else, we have a right to know who's accusing us. But if charges are not filed, then they can keep it anonymous. So Trump's not going to win this in a court of law. However, however, drastic action by the federal government requires a precise explanation. This was drastic action. And now the people don't know why. So... Millions of Americans say we're living in a police state. That's what we're doing. The FBI is corrupt, doing the bidding of Joe Biden and the Democrats. That's what they're saying. You know it. You may be saying it. That corrodes confidence in this country. Does Garland and Trump care? Trump. Does Garland and Biden care? Doesn't seem like they do. Doesn't seem like it. Now, they could give us a lot more. They don't have to give a name on the affidavit because that person would be in danger. Somebody might kill that person. But they could say, you know, it's this is where the person worked or something like that. Give us clarity a little. Now, now in the uh, raid, the FBI took Trump's passports illegally. That was not in a warrant. Nora O'Donnell on CBS Evening News reported that wasn't true. The FBI did not seize Trump's passport. Ms. O'Donnell made a mistake. They did. And they have given Trump back the passports. Now, my question is, what's CBS News going to do about this? And tomorrow we'll see. We'll see if they do a big segment tonight on on the broadcast. But just to tell you, you can't get honest information in this country any longer from television news. You cannot. Okay, final thing. This whole FBI Trump situation is a game breaker for the Democrats. Trump can get this case thrown out. I'm sure his lawyers know it. Even if there are some documents that shouldn't be in his basement and they found them. Because this whole thing 
was not done by the letter of the law, as we told you last night. The FBI made serious mistakes in this raid. So I, if you're a BillOReilly.com premium or concierge member, you can go back and look. But the FBI should have sent in an advanced team to see if there were attorney-client privileged documents, if there were stuff that they were not entitled to see. They did not. Don't get the whole thing thrown out. Whole thing. If this ever got to the Supreme Court, for example, the court would throw it out. So Garland, and I guess he's not even smart enough to understand us, his case is shot right now, legally. Shot. Not going to happen. Even if there are documents there. And the final thing is in November, if this continues the way it's going now, there's going to be a ferocity, a backlash against the Democratic Party that has never been seen in this country. Because people are angry. They don't trust the federal government any longer. And they're going to take it out on the party in power. That is a memo. All right, Jill Bowden, uh, Jill uh, Biden has COVID. I'm sorry. She has to stay in South Carolina. She had two vaccinations, two boosters. She got it. As you know, her husband got it twice. So Joe Biden came back to D.C. today, the president, signed the Inflation Reduction Act, and then immediately headed off to Delaware for more vacation. <laughs> It's all right. It's August. I'm working, uh, but he's not. Um, Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes? and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part, this spring, They have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Extreme heat. It's hot. So you know it if you live in Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Florida, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Iowa, Indiana. It's hot. Death Valley, highest temperature, 122. Um, This affects about 100 million people. We haven't had any blackouts that I know of, any big ones. That's good, obviously. But extreme heat being felt right now across the country. And it's worse in... uh, Europe, in Spain, you cannot air condition below 80 degrees or they'll arrest you. Whoa. Because they don't have the power over there. Now, the continent of Europe is, is melting, but not Ireland. Ireland's cool. I don't know if that's poetic justice or what that is. 
All right, let's go to L.A. County. Hey, did you know that uh, movie stars are hiring security uh, at a record rate, according to the Hollywood Reporter? So the uh, big security firm out there is called World Protection Group. Business has doubled since January, okay, because there are high-profile break-ins in the biggest states, in Beverly Hills, Bel Air, other neighborhoods where the movie stars live. Okay, robberies involving firearms up 57% in 2020 and more from 2020 so far this year. 57%. So crime in Los Angeles County, the largest county in the country, is out of control. And there was a recall effort to get the DA, George Gascon, a socialist, progressive, doesn't want to uh, put criminals in jail, recall. Well, they got the signatures, 715,000 to recall them, but now the California Government Elections Board has thrown out about 200,000 of those signatures, saying they're no good. All right, so here's the breakdown. 88,000 signatures to recall George Gascon were not from registered voters. 44,000 duplicates, that means people signed twice. 32% different addresses. They didn't put down our uh, current address. Uh, 9,500 mismatched signatures. I don't know what that means. 7,000 were canceled. I don't know what that means. 5,000 out-of-county addresses. You had to be in L.A. County, sign a petition. 9,300, the category of other. So joining us now is a guest we've had before. Kathleen Cady is in Southern California. She is the chair, co-chair of the recall district attorney, George Gaston, former L.A. deputy district attorney. So is a fix in here, Ms. Katie? You think this is bogus? Did they, uh, is there corruption involved? Well, we don't know. And that's, of course, what we are hoping to uh, find out. So we will be insisting on our right to inspect. Uh, and uh, according to the law, I believe we've got about 21 days to start that process. And so we do intend to go through and look at what they have said um, are not valid uh, signatures, which they have thrown out. And should we find that there has been anything that seems to be untoward, then, of course, uh, we will look at what our next steps can be. But, right, so um, there, there, well, let's just walk through it. We'll walk okay. Through it. So you're about 40,000 signatures light now to get this on the ballot, right? About 40,000. That's not a lot. Can you refile and start the process all over again? Well, theoretically we could. Um, I do not think that that uh, will happen because of course the election is gonna be coming up in two years. And so the process uh, to actually go through a recall of you know raising the money and getting all the people and doing the okay. petition, all of that, it takes time. So right. I so think- All right, so is safe now unless you find out that the election board uh, didn't do its job properly, correct? Correct. And it's the registrar recorder of Los Angeles County. So, yeah, uh, you know, assuming they followed the law, the law is what it is. And that's our, been our objection to Gascon all along is that he is not really following the law. He's going ahead, going ahead and issuing his various policies, which violate the law, which is what has uh, endangered so many people in L.A. County. And as you point out, you know, many of the Wealthy people can go ahead and hire uh, security guards, but the people yeah. who live in disenfranchised communities don't they have can. that luxury. You should have gotten three million signatures because the situation's so bad and Gascon is so bad. I, w- I was uh, I was surprised that you didn't get more 
that, and you got a lot, I mean, more than 700,000, a lot of people, you know, to sign a petition, but if we're, <laughs> I'm just going, you know, how could anybody not sign it? It's insane. Well, I agree, but I, I will say, having been one of those people who was out gathering signatures, uh, you know, we had people throughout the entire county for months doing this work. And uh, as I understand it, this is the most, the highest number of signatures that has ever been gathered anywhere for this yeah. kind of uh, recall. So uh, the fact that we were able to get almost 717,000 signatures submitted is, I mean, it was a huge feat. It was always going to be a heavy lift. We knew it was a heavy lift. And we why, had why did you know it was a heavy lift? I don't know why. I mean, it's so bad. There's no two sides to the story. Well, I agree there's no two sides to the story, but still you have to get people out there. You've got to, uh, you know, it's not something that can be done online. So you've got to be out in the community. Yeah, it's got, you got to knock on a door and they got to take the time right. to sign it and go into the businesses and whatever. All right, look, uh, Ms. Katie, we appreciate uh, your patriotism and trying to do the right thing to protect the citizens in the area in which you live. Uh, please keep us posted if you find there's any shenanigans going on. If they didn't do the right thing, certainly you can file a federal lawsuit against them uh, and make their lives a living hell if they did uh, do something illegal here. Um, and we would like to know, you got three months, you say, to, uh, to review this whole thing? No, we have 21 days to start the three process. Weeks. So, three weeks. Right. Okay. So we thought, we, you know, of course, we have many questions in and we're assembling a team to go in and start looking through and do what we can, which is to inspect. All right. Thanks, Ms. Katie. We appreciate it. Good luck to you. So this week is the uh, anniversary, one year of the Afghanistan debacle. So uh, one year ago, I did a commentary on this program, the No Spin News. And I think this commentary, um, well, let me play it for you and then you can tell me what you think. Go. So he was for nation building. He wanted it. Did you hear that in his speech yesterday? Did he say, well, I was wrong in 2002 trying to build a democratic nation out of a tribal society, which is never going to work. And those of us who understand Afghanistan know that. But you don't allow a foreign policy catastrophe. You don't allow it. He did on his watch. And now our main enemies in the world, China, Taiwan, you don't think China's going, hmm, Taiwan, we want that. What's Biden going to do? Russia, hmm, Ukraine, we want that. What's Biden going to do? And Iran going, hey, we're going to get that nuke because he's not going to stop us. Right? And if that China-Taiwan thing heats up, Biden's going to have to fight them. He's going to have to. And that's a world war. Okay, I'll remind you that obviously I was talking at the top of that about President Biden, who in 2002, uh, he was all for going into Afghanistan and building a democratic nation. But then he pulls out in a irresponsible way, leading immediately to the deaths of 13 American service people. And now I think that I'm clairvoyant. So China, Taiwan, we have today. Putin, Ukraine. Remember, this was a year ago I said that. It wasn't any Putin, Ukraine. Remember that? Okay. So I saw clearly what that Afghanistan withdrawal was going to lead to, and it has. Now, the only reason I'm telling you this, and it's an important reason, 
is because we are a subscription-based service. I know millions of you are watching us on TV and listening on the radio, but BillOReilly.com, the news agency that puts out our news product, is paid for by subscriptions. Okay, and I'm telling people all over the world, very few places are going to give you honest analysis and honest reportage. And it's important to your life. And I'm going to demonstrate that right now. Okay, so Henry Kissinger is 99 years old. He's obviously acknowledged as a foreign policy expert. He gave an interview to the Wall Street Journal last Friday in that he was very clear. He said, we are at the edge of war with Russia and China on issues which we partly created without any concept of how this is going to end or what it's supposed to lead to. All right, that's what Kissinger said. Now, the foreign policy people that I know um, believe that is true. It's not so much Putin-Ukraine, all right? That's not going to lead to a world war. But Taiwan-China could. It could. So let's talk to a guy who really knows what this is all about. His name is uh, Sara Gupta. He's coming to us from Washington. He is a senior Asia-Pacific international relations specialist for the Institute for China-American Studies. Okay, so there's a lot of hysteria around this Taiwan stuff. And I wrote a column called The Danger. I, I don't know whether you saw it, Mr. Gupta, but... It basically says that Americans just don't understand the intensity of sending Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan unnecessarily. Nothing was accomplished for us. okay? and it just lighted a fuse in Beijing for them now to saber rattle, which is dangerous. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're correct. It's a very, very dangerous flashpoint. It may well come to it that the U.S. may have to fight uh, China with regard to Taiwan if there is an invasion of the type that Mr. Putin attempted in Ukraine. But there are many other scenarios, too, in which the solution, in which the, the, the situation can be managed. And I think this needs to be taken very, very seriously because this is something of the totality and ramifications as the Korean War of June 19, of 1950. We could be, it's, it's something of that magnitude. And so right. we should be very alert to it. I want to walk through it, okay? You're correct. There are other options that we have. I don't believe that the Biden administration, if China tomorrow invades Taiwan, will attack mainland China. I don't believe they will do it. What they will do is what they did to Putin, try to strangle China economically, sanctions all over the place. As you know better than anyone else, China is an export economy. If it can't sell what it makes, it dies. And a billion and a half people are not going to be happy. That's what I believe the American government would do rather than to send exosets in and, and, and bomb. And uh, I don't see that happening, even if the Chinese invade. But let's take it step by step. To be fair, maybe I'm missing something. Is there any reason Nancy Pelosi should have gone to Taiwan in this point in history? Absolutely not. There was no reason for her to go. Okay. I can Why do you believe she went? 
purely as a legacy for herself and to have a last chance uh, to poke the Chinese in the eye, flat out. There's nothing more to it. Well, why does she dislike China? I mean, she's a progressive leftist who oppose almost all confrontation. Why does she want to poke she in the eye? She has the strong human rights and democracy uh, aspect to her policies and her thinking. This has been something with her right throughout her political career, right since the early 90s at the time of Tiananmen, frankly. And she has a very tight relationship with the Dalai Lama. And, and as we know, China and Dalai Lama have not been able to have make any progress whatsoever. Yeah, because China took over Tibet. I mean, I, that's, a, that's a, a debate squelcher right there. Okay. So Biden said he didn't think that Pelosi should go. And the Pentagon said, not a good idea. Pelosi went anyway. Why? What is that? Well, it's, it's, again, back to her legacy. She was going to all go. Right, so she, it's all about she, her. Not it's, about it's all America. About not about it's, not it's all about her. She wanted it a is, grandiose entrance, yeah, entrance into Taiwan. Now, she himself, he's up for re-election. Economy is not good in China. Okay. Um, they have continuing COVID problems, human rights problems in the West with the Muslim Uyghurs, they got problems all over the place. So now people are going, wag the dog. If she can mask all of his domestic problems with a trumped up China situation, then he might do it. What do you think? Taiwan situation, I mean. I, I, it wouldn't be as easy because he simply will not be able to accomplish his goal. You know, he doesn't have the luxury of Mr. Putin where he tries to invade a nation fails to do so, but can come away with 20% of it. If Mr. If President Xi wants to capture Taiwan, he needs to capture it all. Otherwise, he is in the history books thereafter. And as we've yeah, seen- Yeah, I mean, that would be an embarrassment. Taiwanese gonna fight? They're gonna fight like the Ukrainians are fighting? Are they gonna do that? If it is an unjustified invasion, yes, they will fight. Even though we know, I mean, the Southern Chinese, Cantonese people, how commercial, the commercial bent they have, and they're not really the militaristic type, but there is identity formation in Taiwan, and there's a fair chance that they don't want a communist party clause. But they'll lose. This. If they fight, they're gonna lose, they're getting slaughtered. I mean, because the Chinese military is so much more powerful. Final question. I don't believe any of this Ukraine, Putin, Xi, Taiwan would be happening if Trump were president because Trump had deals with both Putin and Xi. He had deals. They were economic-based deals where all three countries would benefit, and Xi and Putin feared Trump to some extent. They don't seem to fear Biden. Is my analysis in that zone incorrect? In that zone, your analysis is correct. Uh, Trump didn't like war, to be frank. He was not a warmonger. You know, we have any number of American presidents who will, for a sanctimonious reason, will always go in for war. Trump was not that type of guy, a very different type of president. And that's why we did not see armed action in the course of a Republican president. But at the same time, the Chinese were scared of him as to what he would do because he 
going back to Kissinger, there was a certain degree of a madman thesis out here, but at the same time, he really wanted commercial engagement to work out to America's advantage, and the Chinese grasped that, and that's why they were trying to work out a deal which did not really work out at the end, but did make significant progress. And therefore, if there was a Republican president, they would not be testing lines out here. All right. And Biden, they don't fear at all. Would you agree with that? I wouldn't say they wouldn't. They, they, fear up to, they fear American power up to a point, but they feel that they can play Biden and have a good coexistent relationship with Biden down the line simply because she and Biden have worked closely in the past. They don't fear the Democrats as much, but they also see that the upside in terms of being able to f form a coexistent relationship at yeah, some better deals than they would have, would have gotten under Trump. All right, Mr. Gupta, thanks very much. We really appreciate it. I want everybody to keep their eye on that story. We certainly will. Okay, back here, smart life. And I hope you're trying to lead a smart life. I mean, it's the key to everything. Good health, um, good family, uh, good life, okay? So uh, saving money is paramount now. We have to save money. You have to. You have to cut back expenses. So we've come up with three things about travel. All right, millions and millions of Americans travel, but on the road you can waste an enormous amount of money because if you're not, if you don't know what's available to you, you're going to pay more. So when booking a flight, kayak.com, kayak like the boat, K-A-Y-A-K.com. We did a search, no spin news staff, okay? That's best. You're looking to fly somebody, uh, go there, and they'll have the best deal. Hotel, Trivago, you saw the commercials. They can give you the best price, okay? You got you to gotta search around, but they've got a lot of prices that are far, far lower than if you book through a travel agent or you go and book it yourself. Finally, autorentals.com speaks for itself. Autorentals.com. We gave you a rental thing yesterday as well. Um, Autorentals, if you don't get a discount, you're, you're going to be stunned when you get the bill. That's how high it is now. And the fuel surcharges and all that is crazy. So, kayak.com, Trivago, T-R-I-V-A-G-O.com, autorentals.com. They are not sponsors of ours. We have no vested interest in them. We are telling you this so that you will save money. So colleges, some of them are starting up. I could never figure that out. Uh, after Labor Day is fine. Why do you have to drag the urchins back into the classroom in August at the University of Miami where it's 115? I don't know. But anyway, I, <laughs> there are a bunch of courses I want to tell you about just in case you want to enroll. Texas State University, TSU as a course on Harry Styles, former One Direction member, okay? Cornell Ivy League School is offering a tree climbing course for students. But if you take that course, you have to pay $325 more than the $63,000 tuition. Tree climbing, Cornell. University of Connecticut School of Fine Arts is offering a course in hand puppetry. Okay. Um, 58K out-of-state tuition for University of Connecticut. This day in history, August 16th, 1977, Elvis Presley died. 
I was in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. And you always remember where you were when Kennedy died. Well, I remember where I was exactly uh, when Elvis died. I turned on TV. I got the San Francisco ABC station, Van Amberg, the anchor. And um, nobody knew why he was dead at age 42. And you say immediately, um, the first pronouncement was a heart attack, and that was not true. Um, he died of uh, drug ingestion. And uh, at his death, which was an incredible 45 years ago, uh, Elvis was worth $5 million at the time. That's $20 million today. That's all he was worth. The most popular singer in the world was worth $5 million when he died in 1977. Why? Because he didn't watch his money. And people took it. And that's why I wrote Killing the Legends, which will be out on September 27th. Because I was a big fan of Elvis and Muhammad Ali. Not so much John Lennon. Those are the three that we zero in on. This is cultural history in the USA. But I loved Elvis and I loved Muhammad Ali. And I knew that their lives were not as have been portrayed. And what we found out about all three of those men, stunning. Killing the Legend is going to be the most controversial book of the year by far. So you can pre-order it. And by the way, if you're considering becoming a premium member or a concierge member, BillOReilly.com, you get Legends Free or Killing the Killers which will be number nine again this coming Sunday, 15 weeks in the marketplace. Which, and we thank you all. I mean, it's stunning, absolutely stunning that these books continue to do so well. Anyway, Elvis, uh, I want to tell you just one more thing about it because it bothers me. Elvis was a good guy, essentially. Okay? And what happened to him, I mean, you, when you read a book, you're going to go, it's frustrating, but you need to know if you care about uh, cultural history. All right, quick break. Um, we have a uh, good mail segment. And uh, then my final thought is uh, yesterday was a very bad day uh, for the O'Reilly uh, household. And I'll tell you why. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD, Two six five five three two. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety. 
and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's get to the mail. Uh, we got David, a concierge member. Thank you, David. He gets direct access to me. Honestly, Bill, your timidity toward the communist threat on Taiwan is shocking. David, I don't think I'm timid at all. But if we get into a war with the Chinese, your life and everybody's life in this country changes for the worse dramatically. So keep that in mind. But I'm not timid. I wouldn't let these people push us around. But Pelosi was so irresponsible going there, I can't tell you. Michael Concierge, remember, Bill, your analysis of Liz Cheney was spot on. Really well articulated. Keep up the great work. We've been honest about Ms. Cheney. She's going to lose today in Wyoming. Vote's going on right now. We will have the story tomorrow. Anthony Concierge, remember, three in a row. We just don't pick Concierge members, by the way. It's best letter wins. Liz Cheney, honest woman, only a dishonest, vindictive woman who let her hatred dictate her actions would lead a one-sided House committee against Donald Trump. Look, I delineated Cheney's obsession with Donald Trump from her political record outside of that. Outside of that, she's honest and smart, but that's ruined her. And I, I think it's pretty clear about that. I don't, I don't know, Anthony, why you don't, didn't see the delineation. David Concierge, remember, four for four. Bill, the information Brett Tomlin shared regarding the required use of the taint team with the FBI raid was an extraordinary revelation. I believe that's true. So we told you about the taint team. No one else in the media mentioned it. And that's why, no matter what, this case gets thrown out. So if you didn't see it, again, BillOReilly.com has it. Premium members can watch the No Spin News anytime they want. And you can get transcripts free. Maureen Sozio, Staten Island, New York. Liz Cheney and Meghan McCain are both cut from the same cloth. Neither can turn the other cheek when it comes to Trump. They would rather see the country destroyed than support Trump, even though his policies were much better than Biden's. Zach Russell, Oxford, Mississippi. I loved your smart life segment on cutting back on sugar and using healthier alternatives. I myself used to drink multiple cans of soda a day, but I wised up and have slowly cut them out. I also started walking 30 minutes a day, and I've lost 17 pounds since July 27th. Way to go, Zach. And feel great. You know, just you, Zach, makes it worth the smart life campaign worth it. Knock out the sugar, do a little walking, the weight will peel off, but more importantly, your immune system will surge. You'll become much stronger. I can't tell you how bad this stuff is for you. It's on the level of tobacco, and the government wiped out tobacco by all of these anti-smoking ads, but they won't do the sugar stuff because the food industry is so powerful, and the fast food industry. You know how many billions of dollars that the food industry and the fast food industry pays to advertise their products? Well, you're not going to get any constraints on that. 
So it's my job because I'm looking out for you to do it. So way to go, Zach. Malachi Smith, Escondido, California. Mr. O'Reilly, I'm a 13-year-old premium member and have read all the killing books, including Killing the Killers. Your coverage on August 11th about the FBI raid was much needed in a twisted world. Thank you. God bless. Malachi, I can't tell you how far ahead you are of your peers. 13 years old, premium member. Keep going. This is the key to life, to see the whole thing and then find your place in it. Congratulations. Okay. So we want you to go to the BillOReilly.com store and pick up whatever you want to pick up. Become premium or concierge members. You get Killing the Killers or Killing the Legends or any other of the Killing books free. Your choice. Okay. We got mugs. We got everything. Think ahead. Think ahead. And we have great prices. Where did they not be odious? O-D-I-O-U-S. Odious. Back with a final thought on my bad day yesterday. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here is a final thought of the day. So everybody has bad days, (laughs) okay? And type A personalities like me... We don't roll with the bad days the way we should. All right, we're not mellow. The wind chimes don't help us. The incense doesn't help. So the genesis of the bad day yesterday was uh, a lot of people, not all work, but in uh, repair people and other people not doing what they were supposed to do. So it's like an avalanche. It just starts slow, and then it gets worse and worse and worse, and then and this and that. And I'm, and I'm so unbelievably busy. I have a good support staff and team. But if something goes wrong, and then it cascades, all right? And if I have to get directly involved, as I did getting the lights on in my house, I had to get directly involved in that because I couldn't get the electrician in. Now, the guy they sent today was great. And he fixed it in 10 minutes. Took four weeks to get it. Four weeks. So I remember yesterday, I was like steam coming out of my ears. And I had to pick up supper. So I got in my car and I drove about a quarter mile to the restaurant and I forgot my wallet. (laughs) Because I was so distracted. So I pulled the car over to the side of the road and I yelled for 45 seconds. I just yelled in the car. Nobody there with me. (laughs) And I I felt better. I I felt better. So, you know, you got to have a sense of humor about it. That's the best way to deal with it, unless it's a medical thing. It's really, you know, where you get an accident. I mean, you know. This stuff was just a bunch of little stuff that mounted and mounted and mounted and mounted. And then finally, I forget my wallet, okay? And in New York, on Long Island, if you don't have a wallet, (laughs) that's not a good thing. 
So anyway, today was a much better day. The lights are on, all of that stuff. Everything seems to be uh, under control. But my schedule from 7.30 in the morning until about 4.30 in the afternoon, nonstop. You know, I should be out playing golf or miniature golf because I'm a terrible golfer. But Anyway, uh, we're working on our program tomorrow. It's going to be a really good one. Uh, We are very pleased you're watching us in the middle of August. It's the slowest time for news, but very important stuff going on. Thank you, and we will see you tomorrow.